Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast this week to help everybody master their credit score, their ultra credit score, and get the extra credit that you guys deserve. Good morning, Richard. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. That sounds, that reminds me of a killer instinct. Ultra, ultra. (laughs) Uh, So breaking news in the credit world. It's been a little quiet lately in the credit world. We haven't had any breaking news, but bam, this week, uh, an announcement from FICO. All of a sudden. The announcement is Experian, FICO, and Finicity launch a new Ultra FICO credit score, which is supposed to be a new system that improves credit access and gives consumers more control in the credit scoring process. So that's a very interesting way to put it. Uh, so what did you think of the FICO, the ultra FICO score, Rich? Well, right now I'm undecided of whether it's a good thing or bad thing. I, I, I understand that it's going to help a lot of people. And I guess ultimately that's a positive. But I'm just uh, curious as to when it'll actually take effect. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. So FICO has been in this credit scoring system for I mean, they were the pioneers, right? They they invented the credit scoring system. And so uh, every once in a while, especially in the last decade or so, they release new versions of the credit score. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in other shows where there's just a gazillion versions of credit scores, not one, you're never going to have the same score. And now we have different players like Vantage Score. Except for mortgage lending. Well, you know, we're we're getting there. And so Vantage Score uh, has been putting a dent in in FICO's market share. I mean, they've really been gaining traction. And so it looks like FICO wants to, you know, compete a little bit, innovate. And so they are uh, partnered with Experian. I thought that was interesting. So they partnered with Experian and another company uh, called Finitech or Finicity, Finicity, which is a, a data analytics company that's, that they provide the uh, a certain component of this credit scoring model. So, but... Um, so to put it into context, guys, this is not a whole new model. So it's not like FICO 10 or FICO 11. This is an add-on to existing FICO models. Curious. Uh, remind, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Vantage an innovation of Experian? Of the three bureaus. Of the three bureaus. Right. So okay. Vantage was a new model created by the three bureaus. Yes. Uh, and it kind of took a life of its own. Uh, but, you know, exactly do they maintain ownership of that? I, I don't, I'm not sure. But um, it's very interesting. Um, and so really Experian's role in this is they're going to be the ones that are going to be incorporating it directly with the banks so or the financial institutions that use it. So um, uh, FICO will continue to provide the uh, prediction metrics. So they're the ones that determine, you know, like... This is how we're going to determine whether this is going to be a good score or low score. Um, and Experience going to help roll that out with the banks. And Finicity is going to be the one that aggregates the financial data. So so let's jump right in. What is this new UltraFICO and what's different about it? Well, UltraFICO is meant to be used by lenders um, when, when an individual or a consumer gets denied for a loan. They have a right to ask for an UltraFICO score. They are essentially giving the creditor permission to review their bank statements, their checking accounts, their savings accounts uh, in order to determine if this individual is worthy for a loan. How they maintain their their bank accounts, you know, the length of history, the fact that they're not overdrawing, the fact that they maintain an average balance of at least $400. 
so the bank can use it as an additional risk assessment uh, for their calculations and whether approving them for a loan or not. Now, exact um, algorithm details we're not familiar with. No. Obviously, they're not going to disclose it. Um, but from what they published, they're basically saying that um, the consumer is going to grant permission. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you know like it's a it's a right because I, I would say that not every bank is going to adopt this ultra FICO model. Just the banks that want to use this in, this new data to make decisions. But you'll grant access to your bank records, and they're going to be using metrics like length of time and frequency of activity, how much money, you know, like, have you ever overdrawn and how much money you keep in there? We're assuming, we're not sure, like we were, we were trying to debate, like, do the, do, do, does the amount of money you have in your bank influence the, the final number that ends up being calculated? We don't know. They've just published that you got to have at least 400 bucks to have a favorable result. Uh, but if you have 4,000, 40,000, does that influence and you get a higher number? We don't know. That data has not been published. You would assume it might make sense, but maybe not. We, we don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know. I, I As I was explaining earlier to to me, it just makes sense, though. I mean, it, if it's going to be a, an additional form of risk, risk assessment, more than likely you'd be less of a risk if you had more money in the bank. But, you know, in keeping with traditional credit scoring um, fundamentals, Assets are not deter- are not used to determine uh, uh, risky behavior. So, in my opinion, no, they're not going to be using the amount of money to influence the final decision. Simply based on the fact that they're they're probably just looking at patterns of behavior in bank banking records as opposed to assets. So, it's just a big big guess and a big prediction of mine. But we 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 simply don't know. We don't. So that's your take. That's my take. Well, I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we don't know. Hopefully we'll find out. But it's 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 interesting. So, you know, with the, I've looked it up and it's really simple. Uh, you literally log in to some login that they give you and then you put in your username and password to your bank account. So like if you go into chase.com and you put in your username and password, you know, and then the, the system logs into your bank account, aggregates three months of data and then gives it, you know, rescores your score and potentially you can see a score improvement. Or obviously, if it's bad information, your score could go down. I mean, it goes both ways. It's just a new layer of data that they'll use to recalculate your score. And so they're going to be doing it on top of existing scores. So it's not a new model. It's like an add-on to models. Um, And so that's very interesting. You know, these lenders have been asking for um, a new way to assess consumers that are what they call undeserved, not underserved meaning that they just have thin profiles or no credit. So if you have no credit, right, maybe you're new to the game, uh, meaning you just started building credit or you are rebuilding credit because of something that happened, your score is probably low um, or not great, And but maybe you are responsible and you do keep great banking you know, habits. So is that a way for the banks to tell people that they don't hate the players, they hate the game? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it's just a way for them to identify new peeps to lend to. Obviously, they're just, you know, we've we've talked about Vantage uh, making a lot of consumers uh, who are underscored or don't have a score, you know, we call them the credit invisible, make, you know, being able to give them safe loans. And this mm-hmm. might be just another way to tap into that big market because it's a, it's a lot of people. It's like, you know, um, 15 million consumers do not have a FICO who could receive an ultra FICO. 
So that's a lot of potential new business uh, that they would assume would be safe business to to l lend out to. Um, so, but it's optional, you know, and you always go into that, well, I don't really want them looking into where I'm spending my money. Um, I, you know, like, well, you don't have to. Um, the other thing that's cool is uh, you can choose the bank account. So what if you have several bank accounts and one bank account you don't, you know, it's like you don't touch and you have money there and then the other bank account you use a lot. Like you, you can choose which bank account they look at. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, so it does really put, I say, I think it does put a little bit more control into a consumer. Uh, to me, my concern is, I mean, don't get me wrong. It sounds fine and dandy and it sounds like, you know, ultimately it's there to benefit more consumers, which is always a plus. Um, but I'm just a little skeptical of when it's actually going to take place, you know, uh, according to, to what we were reading, you know, it's not expected to roll out to like mid-2019 and it's going to be optional by banks. But you know what? FICO 9 has been out for years and banks are still using FICO 8 for the majority. And FICO 8 is like a decade old. So are they really going to adopt this new system? Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know. You know, that's like the big problem with uh, all these new credit scoring models that are coming out. Um, you know, data analytics is big business nowadays, but when a bank decides that they like the performance of their risk model, they, they really don't change. You know, take for example, mortgage lending. They've been using really old models, models that were developed in the early 2000s. FICO 2, FICO 4, FICO And Beacon. they're still using them now in 2018. These Even are... though they've updated the models they haven't updated the models. The banks, mortgage lending banks have not updated to the newer FICO models. Isn't it regulated by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Aren't they the ones that determine that? Yeah, they're the ones that set the model that they use because they like the, they're comfortable with the risk, right? These models have been performing well for them. They have uh, good performing portfolios. And so they don't want to change it. These are um, 15 plus year old models. You know, you're, you're, when you you know when you're looking at a big big financial institution when they make it when that ship like switches direction it's a really slow move you know what i mean so they're we don't know like where is ultra fico going to be rolled out the announcement said that they're going to do a pilot program early 2019 and it should be rolled out to a lot of banks in mid 2019 so if it ain't broke don't fix it then huh i think i think a lot of financial institutions are going to take that approach. If our credit card portfolio or if our lending practices are producing a profit, you know, they're Why probably not going to uh, uh, adopt a new um, ultra FICO score. Like, I really don't see it. Um, mm. You know, like you said, they've they've released FICO 9, uh, but it's not really widely used. Um, no. so, and the same reason, like if it's not broke, you're not going to fix it. Your portfolio is performing. It's performing well. You're not looking to increase performance. That They're unlikely to adopt this new this new thing. So, I mean, it's making a lot of waves. Um, it's out on every major uh, news organization. And it's saying, you know, all kinds of great things that it's going to be uh, helping all these new consumers. But realistically, guys, I really don't think we're even going to see it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong, but... You know, we'll find out, you know, but I, I seriously don't think that this is even going to be a thing a year from now. Like it might be a novelty if we ever get to see it like, oh, look, an ultra FICO. Never seen that before, uh, but I really don't see it. Ultra. <laughs> um, but, you know, and uh, this is interesting to me, very interesting to me, though, because with Vantage gaining so much traction, FICO kind of had to do something to innovate. And, we'll, you know, maybe they think this is it. I 
I don't. I don't think that this is going to shake up the market like they think they are. I just don't see, um, I don't, you know, statistically speaking, if you have a low score, you are likely to have um, a, a mismanaged bank account. bank account. You know, like that's just, those are probably going to go hand in hand. I like that, mismanaged. Yeah. Um, you know, um, guys, when it comes to having a high credit score, it's not about having a lot of money. It's about being good with the money that you have. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, that's that's really what it boils down to. People with high credit scores don't necessarily have a lot of money. Some do, some don't. But they, what they do have, they manage well. They don't take on excessive obligations. They, you know, they only borrow when what they can pay back um, and, and, and so on and so forth. You know, these are basic financial principles and habits that are developed by people with good credit scores. And if you're listening to the show... You know, it's because you are working on yourself to improve your score and better these habits and, and understand the system a little better. Uh, so so I do feel like this is, you know, not that, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's not like going to flip the lending world upside down and we're unlikely to even see it take off, in my opinion. So, you know, there's a lot of different new scoring systems that have been put out and none of them have really gained traction because the ones that are in place are working for the people that need them, which are the banks. And as long as the banks are making money, you know, they ain't going to move much. So, you know, take, for example, the old FICO scores that are still being used by mortgage lenders. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was taken back for, for a little bit thinking, what the heck? But I don't see it taking off. What do you think? Uh, I have to concur. I, I just, it might be used occasionally, randomly but it's just not going to be the norm yeah definitely i don't think it's going to be the norm and um i don't know i mean we'll see it's going to be launching soon uh i'm i'm curious to see who is actually going to volunteer their bank information um <laughs> you know because it, it is a it's like a you you would volunteer it you yes know, you would say hey come uh, look at my bank account yeah you know i was looking up earlier uh a, a, something that is kind of like this and I, I couldn't find it um but there's a regulation in in and uh i think it's the equal credit opportunity act mm -hmm. where if you get denied for a loan you can request that they do an alternative uh mm -hmm. they look at alternative means of credit and it's actually in the law so ultra fico is not in the law so you don't have a right to request it you know it's like a if the bank has it, you can request it, but it's not a right to, to request it. In the law, there's a mechanism, and it's called, I think it's Regulation E or Regulation Z. I'm hoping I can find it right now, um, where you can request that they look at alternative means of credit. Are you familiar with that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I know that uh, in mortgage lending, um, when you have almost next to no credit and you're going to get turned down, they will look at alternative sources. Like, they will start looking at your PG&E payments or your rent payments or whatnot and calculate those as uh, additional trade lines. So so I have heard of it before, um, but I'm not familiar with uh, banks using it for regular loans, credit cards or car loans or anything of, as such. This is really interesting because it's a law and I just found it here. So here it is. It's Regulation B. I was close. What did I say? Uh, Z? Z and E. <laughs> B of the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. And so this is actually... 
Z-E-B-R-A. Yeah. It's B. Oh, okay. B as in boy. Don't get it confused, guys. <laughs> so, you know, make sure you cite the correct law when you when you pull this magic trick because it's a magic trick. So Regulation B of the Equal Credit Opportunity Act is actually a right under federal law. So it's not like the ultra FICO where it's like voluntary and lenders, you know, choose to use it or not or will choose to use it or not. This is in play right now and it has been ever since the Equal Credit Opportunity Act was established. So what it really is is a is an act meant to prevent discrimination, but we refer to it as a, a shoebox credit type of situation where, you know, if at, at your request, you can force any bank mm-hmm. to review other non-traditional forms of credit history. You know, so say, for example, um, you walk into a bank and you apply for a loan and you hand the lender a shoebox full of receipts proving that you pay your rent your cable, your cell phone, insurance, you know, all those utilities, um, they must consider all of that credit history in, in, in determining your credit application. If they don't, they just broke federal law mm-hmm. and they can get in very big trouble. If you go to, if you go down a chase right now and you walk in with that, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. And then if you say, well, I'm exercising my right under Regulation B of the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, they're really going to think you're crazy. <laughs> uh, but technically, you know, it's a very little known secret in the law. I think that banks and consumers really, mainly banks, kind of forgot about it. But this is still federal law. Um, and so, and in fact, if you look at your adverse action notices that get sent to you, there's a disclosure there about Regulation mm-hmm. B. So mm-hmm. technically, you know, the, you can make them do that. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to give you the loan. If they can still determine that you're, they're not going to give you the loan. Um, but, you know, I've never, you know, we don't know. I've actually never done it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it is, you know, I wanted to distinguish it because I knew that there was that regulation that existed that people can exercise their right to have non-traditional credit looked at. And this could be very good for consumers who don't have a credit score or have a very thin file technically you know we've talked about how all these things don't report rent doesn't report you know cable cell phone insurance utilities those don't credit report uh, but if you have receipts that you're paying these bills on time they can consider it as part of your rental application now it doesn't mean that they're going to type this data into the fico scoring system and you're going to get a new score no mm. but it just means that an underwriter would actually have to look at it and consider it in determining the credit application. Man, they'd probably hate you. Yeah, this would really <laughs> mess things up for their processes. You know, banks are all about making quick, lean decisions without too many manpower involved, making good, quick, lean decisions. They want to get rid of all that excess fat. So if you're giving them a shoebox full of receipts and they're going to, you know, have to consider that in determining whether to extend you credit or not, they're, they're, this is probably not in their normal procedures and operations, but it's the law. So there you guys go. An interesting fact of the day, Regulation B, Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Um, Go look really smart inside a bank today. There you go. So uh, I've never seen it happen, but I've known that this is there. It's kind of one of those weird facts you store in the back of your head. And like one day that's going to prove useful. Well, like I said, I I have seen it in the mortgage industry. It's been used to, to count additional trade lines, but... Other than that, I've never actually heard of it happening for any other type of loan. Yeah. So, so you know, it's important to distinguish between the law 
and an optional situation like the ultra FICO score that may not be adopted at all. You know, like literally, I don't think it's going to be adopted at all. Um, but it made breaking news. It made all the headlines. So we thought we'd break it down for you guys so you guys can go take this information, share it with your friends and sound really, really smart because the Extra Credit Show listeners are astute, responsible consumers that know a whole lot about credit, right? Yeah. Tyco, you need to go and pay Rare for the trademark rights. Didn't Nintendo buy Rare? Whatever, Nintendo, whoever. Sorry, guys, we're digressing. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week's show. Richard, you got anything else? Um, no, but the the I, it'd be an interesting, interesting extra credit task of the week to ask our consumers who are trying to get their credit up to go and uh, apply this. If you guys use Regulation B and invoke your right under Regulation B at a financial institution, we want to know about it. Yes. So send us an email, you know, reach out to us, send us something and let us know, hey, I pulled this off and here's what happened. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We've never seen that actually happen. So And, and I'll have to add it. in, Pixar didn't happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> guys, I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>